Move Forward Radio is brought to you by MoveForwardPT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Find a physical therapist near you at MoveForwardPT.com. You're listening to Move Forward Radio, a podcast featuring interviews with physical therapists and other healthcare experts with advice on how you can move forward. Welcome to Move Forward Radio. I'm Jason Bellamy. Addiction can happen to anyone. Just ask Rex Chapman, the former star basketball player for the University of Kentucky enjoyed a 12-year career in the NBA. What followed was a 14-year battle with prescription narcotics. Chapman began taking the opioid OxyContin to manage pain after an emergency appendectomy, and within two days, he fell in love with the sensation the prescription painkiller provided. Eventually, things escalated to the point that Chapman was taking approximately 10 OxyContin and 40 Vicodin a day, and his health and his life spiraled out of control. After several stints in rehab, Chapman says he's been opioid-free since 2014. Recently, he sat down with physical therapist Steve Anderson at a PT Pro's leadership conference in Kentucky to share his story, which he hopes can assist others. You can hear the full 30-minute conversation at Anderson's podcast, Profiles in Leadership. In this episode of Move Forward Radio, we're pleased to share highlights of that discussion. Here's Rex Chapman telling a story. I wasn't a party guy. I wasn't a, someone out seeking that sort of behavior. But I had seven surgeries my last three years, a rod in my shin, metal in my ankle. I tore my Achilles, screw in my wrist, fused thumbs and fingers. And, and that was, it all just kind of happened at once. But all through that, you know, I'd get out of surgeries and, you know, you'd have a prescription for Vicodin or whatever it was, and I never took them. I'm sure I'd had some after surgeries, but I didn't like it. it, you know. But I was playing, and I was still trying to play. When I finished playing, my very last surgery, I knew I was retiring at the end of the season. With about 10 games to go, I had an emergency appendectomy. And we were in Oakland, gonna play the Warriors. Took me to the hospital, said, you gotta have it appendectomy. They did that. I got back to Phoenix and our doctor, or I shouldn't say our doctor, the doctor gave, it, gave me a prescription for this new, this was, this was uh, 2000, for this new sort of pain relief called OxyContin and gave me a, a prescription, three a day for 30 days. I wasn't going to play basketball anymore. Uh, I was also like a lot of people, challenging marriage, four little kids. And I took that OxyContin and within two days I was in love. It was a, a feeling like, uh, you know, I, it's sort of a euphoria feeling, euphoric feeling, but one in that really bad thoughts are fleeting and they, they go right away. And the good thoughts kind of hang around more and you live in this sort of world of, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. And then slowly but surely, it's not, it's definitely not all right. About a year and a half after that, and it was only because a friend of mine, uh, Danny Ainge with Celtics came and said, you, you got a big problem. You got to go away somewhere. And 
At the time, I was taking 40 Vicodin a day and probably 10 Oxycontin a day and chewing them up. And, you know, a little bit would stay in my teeth and like a true addict. So that was it. I went away to rehab for 30 days, never touched Oxycontin again, but within a year, back to Vicodin. Six months after that, back to rehab. And then I got out, a doctor put me on Suboxone, and I was on Suboxone for 10 years. And uh, life got really, really so bad. So how does, how does someone get access to that much medication at the height when you're taking 40 a day and 10 a day? And is, well, it, is it doctors that Obviously, it, in the beginning, yeah, it's doctors. And, and then it's multiple doctors. And listen, I, I could go to the phone book right now. That, and most people know me here. Yeah. They know my story. I could go and I promise you in 20 minutes I can find three doctors that if you want to write a prescription, if you want to write them a check or give them $150, you can walk out of there with a prescription. So do you think your celebrity added to that ability because they yes. know you and whatever yes. that they're going to stretch the rules a little yes. bit for that? Yeah. But then it becomes, there's, there's just, you've hit this doctor too often you've, uh, and then all of a sudden you go to buying them off the street and that's how yeah. I would. Now when I say that, off the street with this type of medication many times and when you're looking for that sort of quantity it they come right out the back of the pharmacy to whoever it is the pharmacies order too much and then that's their side business and that's how the whole thing i would i would uh drive and go and i'd pay i don't know five six seven thousand dollars for two big five hundred quantity bottles of and then hey and then I got to drive home and if I happen to be pulled over guess what straight to prison with that kind of quantity I mean you're, it's intent with intent to distribute more than likely so all kinds of dumb and and uh, foggy uh, but yeah so being an athlete your entire life did it ever occur to you that the way out of this might be through exercise or anything like that as opposed to taking the drug or does the drug just take over? The drug takes over. I know now, you know, I also during that from 2000 to 2014, I went from being about 190 pounds to 260 pounds and just unhealthy physically, mentally, emotionally. It's been the last three years that I went back to rehab in 2014 and um, having no no. So what was the sense. difference the third time? Probably I was at rock bottom. I was embarrassed. I'd embarrassed my children. It was just, I guess, time for me. And I don't, I don't know how to put it any other way than that. Um, I'm an experienced rehabber at this point, and I've, I've been a few times. And when you're in there, uh, you start seeing the people that you know are going to be in and out and the people who are sort of ready to, to do it. And listen, it's, it's hard. I wasn't optimistic about life. I just wasn't. I didn't. And through a, whatever course of events, I was able to somehow come out alive. Um, you know, somebody taking 50 pills a day and, yeah. and especially, you know, 20% of them being Oxycontin. I should have died and OD'd a, a long time ago. So. 
I'm very fortunate to be here. I'm fortunate to be able to, you know, share a little bit of this stuff with people who might take something from it. It's a huge problem. Yeah. Now we've got a whole segment of society going, trying to go back into the everyday world. Teeth are gone from meth, from whatever it is. And for sure, we as a society, we look at these people and we're like, uh, you know, I don't want to be around that. And I don't want, it's too, it's too dirty and complicated and ugh. it's here, it's here and we can ignore it or we can try to try to help. And, you know, I, I feel, I just feel like I should try to try to help. I, I don't like talking about it all the time. I don't, I can remember being in rehab and I can remember people telling me even after rehab, you don't even know you're going to be great and you're going to want it that and me being adamant that I don't want this to be my story. I do not want, it's not, that's not what I'm doing. Guess what I'm doing. And you walked in today and the first, my first thought was, man, you look fit. You look oh, great. Well, so well. I can tell you this, this is, thank you. But this is a, a product of swimming and massage and taking care of, trying to take care of myself uh, after a lot of years of neglect diet. I'm the biggest fan of physical therapy. I really am. I spent as much time my last four or five years in the training room as I did in on the basketball floor. Opiates are, shouldn't be any part of rehab and recovery past post-op for a few days. You guys have such an opportunity to help people feel better and you know, there's just nothing, there's nothing quite like that ability to be able to put out your hand and, and help someone else. Thanks again to Rex Chapman, Steve Anderson, and PT Pros for sharing this conversation. If you want to hear the full 30-minute conversation, find the Profiles and Leadership podcast on iTunes. To learn more about the risks of opioids and learn how physical therapists treat pain through movement, hands-on care, and patient education, visit moveforwardpt.com slash choosept. I'm Jason Bellamy. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Move Forward Radio. Insight from our guests is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or find previous episodes at moveforwardpt.com. Move Forward Radio is brought to you by moveforwardpt.com the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Find a physical therapist near you at moveforwardpt.com.